you made me yawn. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Jen, wake up. Okay. Wake up, Jen. I- I'm here. I'm here. Okay. listening to Pushing a Podcast, where we talk about all things pregnancy, birth, and life with a new, exhausting, tiring baby. Beautiful. Beautiful. Baby. And pregnancy, because people are like oh, pregnant pregnancy exhaustion. A lot of tiredness happening in the pregnancy. Yep. Yep. But hey, if you can't laugh at yourself... While, while peeing? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you Wait, just say I've this. I've been saying this for a really I know. long time. I, don't, and I forgot I, how to say it. I don't even know your tagline, so you just say it. If you can't. Yeah. Oh, if you can't laugh, homie. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> if you can't laugh without peeing yourself, you might as well laugh at yourself while doing it. I'm Elise McAllister. And I'm Jen Laird. The very tired Jen Laird. I am a little tired today. And she hopefully will not make you guys yawn <sighs> because she's yawning. I don't have a newborn. So uh, we were actually just chatting a little bit before we got on here. We do that. Um, we chat often, it is true, <laughs> about um, why is Jen so tired? And then I started relaying the things that I have done since Sunday. Um, and, and none of it included self-care. Uh, I did take a nap yesterday. Oh, good job. Um, my head felt like it was going to explode, and I was like, I'm going to have to be late to this meeting of my kids because my head hurts really bad. So here here we go. I am kind of feeling like I'm in a fog because we got some allergies situation going on here in Seattle um, where we live and record from um and so i think that's making me feel a little foggy but i am feeling a little bit of empathy for um the folks who are pregnant and have a baby out there the fog right the fog the fog of like i don't feel quite right but i'm actually not sick and the is it okay for me to feel this tired? Um, I'm doing a little questioning, as Elise can attest to. Doubting your exhaustion. Yep. Oh. But such a common problem, I think, in pregnancy, especially before everybody can even tell that you're Absolutely. pregnant. It's really common to feel like, oh, the baby is the size of, you know. I don't know. what We, should. we don't like doing that, Elise, remember? We don't like comparing our babies to fruit. And all I could think of was a fruit. Oh, I wasn't going to say strawberry. <laughs> no, no. Let's ping think. pong ball. My, that's a round little baby. It is. <laughs> <laughs> a green bean. Oh, okay, that's good. My baby is the size of a green bean. Nobody can even tell I'm pregnant. Why? I mean, I have only seen my provider one time. But I want to go to sleep at 7.30 every night. But feeling all down about it. And it can even actually feel quite lonely. Yes. Oh, I agree agree with that. Because the world seems to be going on without you. Yep. Makes a lot of sense. And not everybody gets it. Unless you have a friend who's also in it with you at the same stage. Yeah. There should be more meetup groups for newly pregnant people. Yeah. So something as we were chatting before starting to record today, I started to realize was that I was being pretty judgmental of myself for being tired. 
because when I do talk about the things that I have um, done both in my work and um, and personal life um, in the last four days, it's a fair bit. Like it's a lot of emotional and physical work that I've done. And yet when I reflect back on it, I'm not, I'm like, what was wrong with you? Well, isn't that hard? Or, you know, it's fairly judgmental of why I should or shouldn't be tired. And I think that's a real common theme. Um, Especially amongst women. I think this is a really big problem that we have feeling a lot of shame and guilt around needing to take a break. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe even just, um, for me, I, um, I need to be kinder to myself in my head. Like I've been being quite judgmental. Like what's wrong with you? Like just keep telling you to shut up and stop feeling bad for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We all need a lease in our life to tell us to shut up and stop uh, being unkind to ourselves. Um, I, I, you know, I say this to other people all the time of like, would you actually say the thoughts that are happening in your brain? Would you say that to a friend? Would you say, what's wrong with you? Why are you so tired? Right. You're only 10 weeks pregnant. Get over it. Exactly. Whoa. Yeah. 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 No, never. So all that to say, we want to kind of talk about some um, self-care tips today. Um, We're going to go beyond um, going to the spa and getting a pedicure and some of the things that, um, are talked about as forms of self-care. Well, let's just paint this picture of what we think of when we think of self-care. Like, if I think about having a self-care day, it's definitely going to start by, like, me having a really delicious coffee beverage in the morning Ah. and then going to a spa-type place. Like, maybe getting a massage, maybe getting my nails done, maybe getting my hair done, and then maybe a nap, but I'm not much of a napper. Yeah. And then a really delicious, maybe indulgent, uh, meal. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, you know, having fun or... Can I tell you about something? Yeah. I have actually had a quote unquote, just what you described, spa day by myself um, and felt anxious doing it because I got out the door later than I had intended to. And then when I got to the spa place, which it's one of those places... Elise knows what I'm referring to, but you can kind of stay there all day, right? It's, it's a like day a, spa. It's a day spa where you go in the hot hot pools, the cold pools, the rooms with like the different kinds of heating, blah blah blah. Well, um, then I also looked at my watch a few times. I mean, my my phone when I looked in the locker at what time it was because I was like, oh gosh, well, if I'm going to be able to do x or y when i get done here and so to be quite honest i was in a physical space that should have been restful but my mind was not in a restful spot so i think i'm also trying to like we can as much as we try to set up a physical space that feels restful if we're not choosing to be there in a restful mindset then it's not going to be self-care right and in, in the same way, some of the tips that we're going to have for you today, it's not about spending a whole lot of time, but it's about choosing that mindset for five minutes. And that actually can be Wait, really important. Self-care for five minutes? Absolutely. I'm yes. convinced of it, particularly for the audience where, you know, we're having a conversation with you listeners about you are in a particular time in your life where you're probably either pregnant or 
or have just had a baby and um, you time is a luxury and so we have to take what we can get and reframe that into self-care so you don't need an entire day no. to do your self-care it doesn't have to include a spa it doesn't have to include all of those things I, it absolutely can I'm kind of the flip side of that of what yeah. Jen was sharing like that sounds amazing to me but it can't be the only way because that doesn't work if oh, you don't, yes. you know, I can only do that a couple times a year. Right. Because that takes a big commitment. Right. And it, you can't have that. Um, you can't have self-care that only comes three times a year. Amen. Wait, what? More frequent self-care. Yes. Yeah. But I, I want to encourage a self-care mindset. Wait, tell me more. Okay. So what I'm thinking is that um, we can take these little breaks every single day and call them acts of self-care. I love it. So rather than three times a year, exactly. just a couple minutes every day. Exactly. So I think we're going to get um, practical on what I'm talking more about. But first, I think I... Um, I want to speak more to invention or ideas of a new type of self-care for people personally and get people thinking about that. So you're in pregnancy or you're in a postpartum where maybe your ideas of what has been self-care are no longer able to be practiced. So I meet a lot of people who are nervous about, I know you've told me that postpartum I need to rest. Well, my way of getting out of my head and getting endorphins going and feeling good in my body and my soul and all the things is to go for a long run. Oh, don't get me started on long runs after you have a baby. In fact, Elise and I were just talking about that, of somebody who went, who um, ran from a, a good many miles, uh, fully pregnant. We're talking days before baby was born. Exactly. Not even days. Fully pregnant, because you fully. know you can be half pregnant. Partially pregnant person. Partially pregnant. Partially pregnant people are, can totally run, but fully pregnant cannot. <laughs> no, wow. no, they can't. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. Wait, huh? I know you're fully pregnant. Um, anyway, <laughs> so this person, a few days before she had a baby, went for this run. So can you imagine in like what she feels as fulfilling and self-care, she no longer can do that. So now postpartum, she's having to reinvent, how do I take care of myself along with this huge transition she's making as a new parent? Um, like total case in point, someone we know this week, these are the things we're talking about. And so people who use physical movement as a means of self-care, of emotional regulation, of ways to feel endorphins, um, you're going to have to find a different way outside of movement. Absolutely. And not even just the movement thing, but, you know, like I was talking about my love for going to that, that same day spa. Yeah. And, you know, there's tubs that you soak in. And I remember you, you don't wear clothes in it. it um, and so I remember being, I mean, not very postpartum, but I was breastfeeding and okay. away from my baby and leaking milk into this tub. So that was. What would you do? I splashed a little water around. I was like, mm, milk bath. Oh. 
But it's, you know, you can't rely on always having these things where. Yeah. Oh, that totally (laughs) makes sense. I mean, I did pump while I was there, but that's not always realistic. And also for the first several weeks after you have a baby, you're going to be bleeding and it's not a good idea to go into a spa. No, no, no. So um, we would love to dial in to know exactly what you need, listener who is used to um, using movement as a way to self-regulate, but I can't do that for you. That has to be something that you sit down and kind of think through what is a different way that I can find that release, those endorphins, that emotional satisfaction other than movement. Um, Thankfully, postpartum doesn't go on for a long time, but it does go on, meaning, sorry, I'll back that up. Postpartum period, not po- yeah. depression. No, which no, no. often is, I think a lot of people assume postpartum means postpartum depression. Oh, gosh, so no. We I are meaning po- the postpartum, postpartum stage. Time. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you've had a typical vaginal birth for about the first, and this is a, a pretty, um, cons- well, generous, I would say, um, three to four weeks, you're not really going on walks. No. For the first three to four weeks, you're not really walking further than like a block or two around. Um, and after that, I don't know that you're really jogging until after six weeks postpartum. No. You're not really, for those who are used to um, a lot of exercise that is high intensity, intensity cardio, you're not going to get that for minimum six weeks. Yeah. So there has to be some creativity and um, figuring out some other ways to find that self-care other than movement of your body. So this reminds me so much of when we talk to people about uh, making a list of what to do in early labor. Because you might sit, if you're pregnant right now, and think, well, actually, at any point of your life, and think, oh my gosh, if I had a day off... And um, my partner, if you have a partner, has a day off and the two of you get to spend this day together for many hours just trying to ignore contractions, what would you do? It would be really easy to come up with a big list of things. But in the moment, you're like, oh my goodness, what do I do? I just want to time every single contraction. Right. So we often say make a list of things you want to do in early labor. And this is kind of the same deal. You might be able to sit here right now listening to this and think, hey, I can come up with lots of self-care stuff, but when it's really time to do it and you're feeling exhausted and drained and maybe not so much like yourself, then you pull out that list or you have it on your fridge and you know what those things are because it can be really hard to think about what feels life-giving. And even in pregnancy, we'll find that folks who are used to having physical movement, um, maybe there's some restrictions where they are having some really intense um, discomfort in areas of their body. And so they aren't able to do the things that they were pre-pregnancy. Maybe think about some prenatal yoga, which tends to be more gentle and stretching rather than, you know, lots of movement in those ways. Um So yeah, really sit down and think about both in pregnancy as well as postpartum, what are the things that you might incorporate instead? Um, And we've got some tips for you so that you don't even have to come up with them all on your own. Yeah. But I think some of the really inexpensive, easy, you can pretty much make it happen um, a lot of the time things would be, you know, um, taking a bath or a shower. Yeah. Right? Just yeah. soaking, getting a little hydrotherapy in there. And 
locking that bathroom door so you're all alone and yeah. it's nobody else. If you already have another kiddo on the outside that can barge in on the bathroom, this can be really powerful. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you have sunshine in your sky that's not covered by clouds. Yeah. I know for myself, I feel pretty amazing if I just get a little sunshine in, even yeah. if I'm not outside moving in it, if it's just sitting on the front porch Absolutely. or sitting by a window. Yeah. I'd also encourage thinking about what are the things that give you life. So for me, sometimes that's actually being creative by making a meal or baking, and that's real self-care rather than a task. And this is when I come back to that it's about your mindset. I can either think of, I'm going to make this meal because I have to, because we all got to eat, or <laughs> I can think about, gosh, I feel really creative right now, and it would be life-giving to me right now to do go go this extra step, and if you're a baker, bake this cake. Like Honestly, for me, sometimes when I'm making that choice, it is a form of self-care slash creativity for me to produce something out of my kitchen. I'm not a painter. I'm not a artist in some of those, I don't know, making something because it never looks the way I want it to in the way <laughs> I envision it. Um, but typically with doing something with food can be something helpful for me. But again, you guys, this is about my mindset, not about like checking task off. And I think that can be a, a way that we... Um, there are days when I'm working outside in my yard that I feel like, oh, this is a task. And then there's other times where I'm like, oh, man, this is so life-giving to me. Yeah. But really, what is the difference? It's the same task, but it's my mindset engaging with the task. So you're really talking about mindfulness here. I really am. So that might be a kind of a new concept to a lot of people, um, yeah. the idea of mindfulness. Um, one idea that I have is to go ahead and look at um, Headspace. So Headspace is both an app as well as an online tool um, that you can use. And um, the beginning um, video for Headspace is amazing in the way that it um, describes what mindfulness is. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, check that out. Um, and I think it's just being aware of of being intentional of with what you're doing and thinking about your body and where you're at. You're yeah. in this breath in this moment. Exactly. Um, yeah, because not all of us are meditators. Uh, right. I am. I tend to not be. I would love to be, but if I'm sitting quietly for too long, I like. Huh, I wonder what would happen if I knocked down that wall and remodeled this room. Or, <laughs> you know, it's never something small like, hey, what's on my grocery list? It's like, I wonder what should ha what what I would do if I like relandscaped my whole yard and got a new puppy. You know, right? Uh, oh, so you've done both actually? <laughs> Did both of those birth out of meditation? <laughs> no, I, meditation is a very dangerous place in my head. I mean, it's not if I did it correctly, obviously. Yeah. But then there it goes. Like there's judgment too, right? Exactly. Like I can't meditate correctly because I just want to do things. So yeah. if you're like me in that, you you could strive to be a better meditator. Um, I am not interested in that. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, but that I, makes sense. I'm totally cool with being mindful of where I'm at. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not going to re-landscape my whole yard again. Um, yeah. But I might mindfully, like, 
pull some weeds yeah. So, uh, yeah. or, you know, plant some flowers because I really like to be in the sun and it, get my hands dirty. Like this weekend yes. I was in the yard and I purposely took off my gloves oh, when cool. I was gardening because I love the way the dirt feels. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And your fingers don't even look like you were oh, in the I yard. I disagree. I disagree. They were painted and it all came off. Oh, funny. Okay. I actually gave myself, um, this is, this is pretty, uh, perfect for this. So on Saturday night, I had some me time. Okay. My, both my kids had sleepovers. Oh, I was wow. home alone. And I was like, I'm going to do something for myself. And I got a little bit panicked, actually. I was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? But I was pretty tired. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to paint my nails. I'm just going to watch some dumb TV and I'm going to paint my nails. And then once they're dry, I'm going to go to bed early. And so I was like, I'm going to paint my nails. And the next day... It was all gone in the oh garden. Oh, my gosh. I was well, like, well. Two what? forms of self-care. Intention yeah. is important. Yeah. So here's a super practical tip, um, and I use this often with postpartum families that I work with. I would like you to think about making, um, well, it could be actually two different kinds of lists. First of all, if you have kind of like that notebook that you is always with you or a calendar or whatever it is, it just kind of needs to be in my mind, paper. Oh. <laughs> um, or secondly, this could be just like a piece of paper that you're writing all this down and then you're sticking it on the fridge so it's like definitely in a place where you can see, right? I want you to list things that you find life-giving or a form of self-care. So one, and, and we're talking really simple things that we've already discussed on there. One of the lines would be um, make a cup of tea and sit outside for five minutes. That's it. That's it. Not a huge requirement. Right. Another thing might be um, taking a nap, um, listening. That is such a, I just want to pause on the nap one. Okay. A nap is a powerful form oh, of yeah. self-care. Yes. And pregnancy, postpartum is a really great time to nap. And yes. I know that for myself, I'm one, a really crappy napper. And two, a guilty napper. So if I nap, right. I feel really bad about losing time right. in life. And so um, you're learning so much about me right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so if that's you, it might be a great time to practice napping without guilt. Yep. And finding some rest because it, when you are pregnant, you are, you, even when you're not working, even when you're not doing things in your home or around in your space, you're working, you're growing eyes and, yeah, you know, yeah. bones and things. Yeah. I mean, this is big stuff. Like, I, I never in my day when I'm not pregnant get to accomplish anything as cool as building a human being. Yeah, true. Right? So making this, I would, it needs to be substantial. And it needs to be a mix of one person I knew on their list was reading a chapter of a book that they're reading, you know, um, it was making that cup of tea and sitting in the sunshine. It was calling a friend. It was scrolling social media for 10 minutes. It was, um, I don't know, I, it's difficult and I don't want to actually throw out too many suggestions of things because all of us are going to find different ways of doing self-care and I don't want to give the impression it should or shouldn't look a specific way. My whole point in this though is two things. One, it needs to be intentional. That that thing that you're choosing to do is an act, it's a mindset of self-care. And secondly, that it's it's personal to you. And that there's a variety of things on there of how long it might take, meaning it could take five minutes or this could be something that could take an hour. Yeah. Um, and then, Or it can take a 
longer part of your day, right? It's totally okay to go for a walk and then go for a massage. Yeah. So on um, that list, some people actually take it the second, I don't know, to another place where they actually put a grid next to it. And then it can be helpful to actually make a little check mark next to it. And that way, at the end of the day, if you're like, feeling a little overwhelmed by like, oh man, my day was so full of all these things for other people or, you know, kind of that mindset that you actually pull that out and look and go, oh, look, there were some things that I did today to specifically take care of myself and take a little mini break and do some self-care. And I think that that also can be a powerful tool as well. Um, And it doesn't get to come with shame or guilt. No, no. So maybe thinking about if you are that person who tends to feel guilty for taking time for yourself, writing on your list, it's okay, really big on your list. Like give yourself some words of words of encouragement. Know that it's fine. And this is, if you can't do it for yourself, think about your baby. Think about as your baby grows up. If your baby has a cold or the flu, you're going to say, baby, stay home. We're going to keep you home from school so you can heal. It's not just about not spreading germs. It's about healing your kid's body. Or, uh, you know, when your kid is upset, you're going to offer hugs and comfort and love. So you're teaching your child how to to be cared for. And you need to be cared for, too, by yourself. So this is a great example for your kiddo. Even if they're still on the inside. So I challenge you. Oh. I challenge you to come up with that list of self-care ideas. And to... Oh, I want to see the list, too. you got to send them to us. Yeah. And not only um, coming up with it, but starting to implement that into your your life. Absolutely. Um, so let's see. This is a big life transition, this being pregnant and this bringing up baby into the world and then figuring out how to parent and take care of this new life in your world, that's a huge life transition. And um, often folks don't see um, therapy or processing with a mental health counselor slash therapist, depending on where in the world you live and what you might call that person. they don't see that as a form of self-care. They, I, I would say people think um, a couple of different things. Oh, that's a lot of money or time to give myself. Or work. Or work. Or they might say, I'm not that messed up. I don't need a therapist. <laughs> um, yeah. Or what's another excuse I think I've heard people say for not taking some time and energy to do that. Who has time? Yeah, Or true. I gotta find somebody. I gotta find somebody that my insurance covers. It's not productive. It's not really that necessary. I got friends. I'll just figure it out. Okay, we're not over here pushing the therapist. But no, we're, we totally are. We are. We're totally suggesting that pushing. an act of <laughs> self-care is taking the time to deal with this transition. And for this some... This is a really big transition. Deal with this. Some, sometimes people are having a really hard time with this transition. Pregnancy, the birth, I got life of the baby, all of that. It's a whole other podcast, but I, I got some... I got some stuff I want to talk about with that transition because essentially you've gone through a major um, 
biological and physiological process, meaning you grew this baby and then you got rid of this baby by birthing it and a placenta with all these hormones that you Not been to having. mention all the emotions that come out exactly. when you're birthing a baby out. Totally. Right? And then on top of that, you're healing and starting a new job that requires you to understand how to take care of this human. And maybe you've never even been around a baby before. And oh, and let's throw in, it's like looking at, at it's, it's like a magnifying glass on how you were raised exactly about how you want to raise this baby totally so things are going to come up like and that all appears with your friends to be totally fine and perfect and they are loving having this sweet baby and putting all these cute instagram photos oh, the social of their media brand pictures. new baby and you're over there going oh my gosh i uh love this kid but i can't say that i really am liking this four-week-old baby or this time yeah yeah so there's a lot going on here what we're and we're gonna do a whole show on this at some point soon um but <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're we're thinking this can be a good idea for you to find someone to process this with who is a, a licensed therapist yep do who's it. a professional who does this for real okay let's go back to napping I know that I always want to go back to napping. You're not a great napper, but it's not just about napping in the afternoon when maybe your baby's sleeping, but naps with a newborn especially can be all over the place, right? Right. It's whenever that baby's trying to sleep, you try to take a nap. But you know what I always said to that when I had a baby? Nap when the baby naps and sweep oh, when the baby sweeps. Yeah, sleep. right. uh, sweeps. There we go. And I'm like, uh, uh, that doesn't work like that. So I found that really irritating when people were like, sleep when the baby sleeps. That's uh, not always. We're not possible. talking about all the time, but see if you can get someone to hold that baby totally. while you take a nap. Yes. Um, another thought I had was, um, I felt really guilty that when my baby was very young and I was on. I guess what you would call what I was on maternity leave. And um, I was fairly youngish and um, I was 24 and I was used to being involved and active and working and, you know, doing my thing, right? And now I've got this baby who um, would take a nap usually, you know, eight or nine in the morning, right? And I would, I started watching the Today Show. Ha! Huh. True confessions from Jen. And I felt so bad about it. Like I was lazy. Like I should be doing something more productive during that time. Like ridiculous. And it was just a show. It was just a show. But I was being so judgy of myself for watching the Today Show and not giving myself like permission to like whatever. Oh, this is young fine. postpartum Jen. I want to go know. back in time and tell you it's all okay. I so much compassion for young postpartum Jen. Um, but what we're talking about here is thinking, too, about when you're going to get that sleep in. Does that mean you go to sleep at 8 o'clock when the baby goes to sleep and then your partner is kind of on, quote, unquote, duty? Evening duty. Evening duty. So you get a couple of uninterrupted hours when you're really tired before you have to feed the baby next. Um, Nobody says you have to stay up till 10. No. There's no rule that says you can't go to bed early. Go to bed when you're tired. And the beauty of um, having a baby is that things are constantly changing, which is, yes, a pain in the butt, but it's also a beautiful thing that you're not always going to go to bed at 8 o'clock. You're going to get this down, and things are going to change as you got it on the road, and you're going to stay up till 10 again. Believe me. I believe in you. You're going to stay up till 10, right? You sure can. I if try. If you want to. Yeah. If you want to. 
but you don't have to. So think about getting those sleeps in and knowing that that sleep is a form of self-care. And you can sleep in. I mean, again, having, if you have a partner who can take the baby into another room once baby's awake and you're not quite ready to wake up, seeing how you can figure out how to share the time. Yep. Okay. Food. Okay. We're talking about taking great care of your body by napping. Let's talk about what you're putting in your body. Fuel that body. I'm determined to live on coffee alone, but I'm pretty sure that's not what you mean by fuel. No, that's not fuel. That's caffeine, which is going to make you jittery. That's just not good. No. Fuel, people. Fuel. Particularly, um, we're talking postpartum. If you are breastfeeding, um, that is... That's a lot of extra calories. That's a lot of energy. Your body is still making, helping keep this baby alive, right? Um, When you're pregnant, um, obviously we deal with, you know, sometimes you're hungry, starving. Other times you're not hungry and other times you're losing that meal. But still, please start to see the connection between how your body feels and the food that you're putting into it. And just notice that. That's also a part of mindfulness is understanding when I eat this type of food or I eat this often, I actually feel better. I'm more resilient. If we could go back to early postpartum Jen, I would also tell her, Jen, you got to fuel yourself more. And if you ate more and differently, then you would actually have more energy and emotional balance because your blood sugar was all over the place. Oh, poor Jen. I know that Don't Jen. be like Jen. Give her a hug, that Jen, that old Aww. little soul Jen. She's learned so much now, hasn't she? <laughs> Good job, Jen. Yay. Okay, I have another thing to plug. I really enjoyed the Brene Brown Netflix special. I confess, I haven't seen it yet, but Jen <gasps> has told me I have We know that to. Jen is a fan of the Brene Brown. Everybody should watch the Brene Brown. But I really, really enjoyed it. It's only an hour. This could be a form of self-care. Um, so look, check that out on Netflix. Again, Brene Brown. What am should, I going to learn from that? Should I spell it? No. No, okay. Um, she talks <laughs> we'll a lot. put it in the show notes. She talks a lot about vulnerability and mindfulness. She's a researcher, so the, all of this is, like, based in research. But she's hilarious and super down to earth and, like, tells her own story of, like, oh, so this is something that I professionally research, but this is how it actually looked in my own life. Um, give some really great, great examples um, of what mindfulness about vulnerability, about connection with other folks and in what's happening in our internal world and um, how we can be more at peace by being more vulnerable with each other. So anyway, just trying to be more at peace by sharing my leaking milk in the hot tub story. Yeah, thanks. Yes. Don't I feel more peaceful right now. Have you shared that? <laughs> okay, at least that's not really an example of vulnerability, <laughs> but we all appreciate oh. <laughs> you sharing your leaking breasts with us. Um, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> if I had a nickel, wait. Oh, hold oh, on. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> love to help you with this um, concept of self-care answer questions for you um, and be a support 
and service to you. So please reach out to us, social media, Instagram for pushing it, Facebook. We really want to hear from you. And another way to do that would be to reach out to us via email, which is podcast at pushingitpodcast.com. Did you like that? I did. Also, hey, you know you can hang out with us and spend a little time if you join Patreon. Yay, So check us out on Patreon and... I, I guess you'd be a member or something. Yes. Yeah, become yeah. a member and you can hang out with us. And yeah. it looks more like a Skype call or Zoom or such. And we can help you make your little list or giant list. And we can also help you make your birth plan or help you figure right. out um, some tri- tips and tricks with your new baby. So check it out, Patreon. We're there. And we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>